Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Faith Into Action podcast, where we talk about ways Catholics are putting their faith into action in our diocese. We're joined today by Madonna Wotasikili, a leader of special needs ministry in our diocese, and Renata Chihovich, our Office of Pastoral Outreach Lead. Thank you both for making time for this discussion. Thank you. We are glad to be here. Happy to be here. So, Madonna, tell us about the ministries you lead and have been involved that serve those with special needs? Okay. Well, currently I'm a volunteer in a REACH program. We have, it's kind of the one for the Joliet area at the Cathedral of St. Raymond. So we have a couple of children from our own parish, but we also have taken children from other parishes where they didn't have catechists who could meet those children's needs. So that's what I'm doing currently. I kind of got involved in the ministry years ago. Uh, So I have four children. They all have ADHD. So when the first one was diagnosed, I started doing all the research I could on how to understand it and how to help him. And once you kind of have that knowledge base, then it becomes important to share that with people that you think will um, appreciate it at the time. Now, it was difficult. Um, My son was diagnosed when he was five, and that was back in um, 1992. And at that time, there wasn't as much known about ADHD as there is now. So it was still one of those things where if you said it, it was almost an insult. That kid has ADHD. Mm -hmm. And it was said in such a way to discourage other adults and teachers from taking the time to get to know the child and work with them to help them be their best selves. And um, that's where I started. And after a few years of of that kind of research, there came up, there was a need in this diocese. The religious ed office said, you know what the number one problem is with catechists is they come in and say, we don't know what to do with this kid. He's got ADHD. And basically, he's driving me crazy. And what usually would end up is that those kids were sent to the DRE's office, and they would spend their hour there, not really doing anything except maybe doodling or sorting papers or something. So we figured it was time to help people understand these kids and give them some tools to to behaviorally manage them better. Thank you. And for those who may not be aware, can you explain what is REACH? The ministry you're involved in. So REACH um, is the religious education uh, apostolate for children with handicaps. It's kind of an outdated name, but that makes a good acronym. And what that is, is kind of an adaptive program so that children who have special needs of any sort, so they could be physical, they could be more emotional, they could be behavioral. But if they're children who have had a difficult time being in a regular catechetical setting, or if their parents are leery of putting them in that setting, we're the special place where these kids, they can move around. They can be who they are. And we let them know we love them. And we give them an idea of a very loving and understanding God because they're not necessarily going to get that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And how did you first connect with REACH? How long have you been, you know, doing ministry with REACH? So it's been about six years 
now since we've had this program at the cathedral. Before that, I was involved with the different parishes in the diocese who already had reach. We started it because when I was doing a training for catechists in DREs one summer, and the DRE at my own parish came up to me afterwards and said, it's time for us to have a program for special needs at our uh, parish. And, and then she said, and you're going to do it. <laughs> and so that's mm -hmm. how I got involved in that. So it's been about six years since we started. And we have a couple of kids who've been with us that long. That is awesome. Do you mind sharing some of the, the big lessons learned you've had along the way serving with REACH and the, the other ministries you've served in? Well, I think my biggest, um, the triumph I have is that at the end of some of these uh, classes that we have, the kids leave, they're so excited, they're waving around whatever project we did, and uh, their parents are just so pleased because they pick them up at the door. So we have a handoff and we give them, a, well, they want to know how their kid did that day. And when you tell them their kid was wonderful and they did this or they said that, they're not used to getting that kind of feedback. So that for me is, is the, the real grace that comes from this program. So you you hit right on the nail everything what you are saying. So by having this input of how wonderful the program is, how can parishes best accompany individuals with special needs so they can feel loved, welcome, appreciated? Well, I think a big part of it comes from the leadership. So when we have people coming into Mass on Sunday, I, I would like to see the presider give a special welcome to families who have brought their children and, and say something to the effect of, all children are welcome here, because I think that's important. Um, and then also to train the catechists so that they are more tolerant and more loving towards children who quite frankly, can be a lot of work sometimes, but it makes all the difference because it's funny. Uh, one of the questions that we created for, there's a course that uh, I helped create for the University of Dayton on ADHD. And one of the questions is, um, what is the goal of religious education? And one of the distractors is to help children learn to sit still in church. But that isn't. And a lot of people pick that answer. And, and that's it's hard not, for any kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the answer is supposed to be to help these children encounter Christ. Oh, my gosh. So the <laughs> something other than that was chosen. That's not good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And, and, and so and but that is one of the issues that we have, because for a lot of certainly for a lot of catechists and their volunteers, God love them. I'm mm -hmm. not meaning to criticize. They give up their time. But if you've raised kids that were easy, <laughs> you have no idea what these kids are going through or what their parents are going through just to get them there. Mm -hmm. And so to make them feel loved and cared for is really important because then I'm, I'm pleased because every week the parents will say he couldn't wait to get here. I think that attitude of being welcoming is just, it helps us think about how we should approach everyone. You know, I, so I have five small children, but there are times when our two-year-old may move a little bit in church or be a little noisy and you get a look mm 
But uh, the more people can understand just the work it takes to bring children to mass, to get them there on time Mm -hmm. or a little late even. Yeah. That's a lot of work. You know, so I, I wonder, has, has, have you seen how having reach at your parish helped the parish be more welcoming in general, that presence of a special needs ministry? Do you see it kind of ripple out from the program and affect the culture a bit? You know, I'm not sure how far we've gotten with that yet. Yeah. I, I know that parents know that their kids are loved and welcomed yeah. in our setting. We have a very special story at our parish, though, that I think um, this really is inspirational to me. Many years ago, there was a young woman who clearly had some kind of developmental disability. And this was right after we decided we were going to start REACH. Our DRE kept noticing her at Mass. She never went to communion, but she was clearly old enough to. And so she bravely approached the parents after Mass and said, has she ever made her first communion? They didn't think she could. And so she didn't come to reach. It turned out she was already 20. So she really wasn't school age, although we could have taken her. But um, we did an individual training with her. We went to her home and we showed the parents what she needed to be able to do in order to receive her sacraments. Hmm. And, And she was more comfortable working with them. But at the Easter vigil that year, she received all of her sacraments. Beautiful. Yeah, from Bishop Conlon. And every Sunday at Mass, she goes up to communion with her parents. And one or the other will kind of hold on to her. And she extends her hands and nods her head and receives Eucharist. And I was so surprised one time. She was sitting a few pews behind me. And I heard someone saying the Our Father. And I looked over my shoulder. It was her. And I commented to the parents afterwards. It, you, it just did my heart wonders to hear mm-hmm. her do that. They said she she loves that prayer. Now, so so we have that kind of a witness that this family well, that makes an impact every single Sunday. I'm sure. I'm sure hoping, and and that it's very visible. Yeah. So you mentioned leadership. So what are some ways you think? Say a parish leader or catechist or someone that just wants to do more is listening right now. Um, how can they get better equipped and more confident for ministry to those with special needs? What would you recommend? Well, we we offer trainings, and I think that's important yeah. um, to have somebody explain to you what what are the limitations, but then also what these children are capable of if given a chance. So I think training is very important. But I also think that some kind of outreach from the parish staff could be very helpful. We, we all know we feel better about joining things if somebody invites us personally, right? Oh, that personal invitation is how your own journey started, right? And maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's a parish right now that someone's just waiting for that invitation to, to start a chapter of REACH or another program. So we will put uh, Renata's email in the show notes. You can reach out to Renata for information on the trainings. How about in your own journey? What's helped you just continue to... Um, grow in your knowledge as you've worked in this type of ministry? Experience, life yeah, just experience. Just doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I, well, I'm trained as an educational psychologist, but back when I was in school, there wasn't much known about, especially ADHD 
and autism spectrum disorder. And those are the two kids that are most likely to show up for religious education. Mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. having worked with them, I was a Catholic school teacher for several years um, here in this diocese. And just knowing those children and their families made all the difference to me These, because they become real people. They're not yeah. those kids or right. those families. Right. So that that helped me. I think so many times we're scared to start, but if if the Lord is is asking you to start, the best thing to do is just start and have the right mindset about it and just keep going. And maybe one day, you know, you're on a podcast talking about it, right? <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned autism, though, because this episode is going live in April, which is National Autism Awareness Month. Why do you think uh, that's such an important thing, a, a month dedicated to autism awareness? Well, autism is one of the more recent additions to the statistical manual that psychologists use. It's only been noticed for maybe the last 30 years in cases that aren't so severe that, well, we've all seen the movie Rain Man probably, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, everybody isn't like Raymond, but there are children who have these tendencies and we have a tendency to just write them off as brats mm -hmm. who, who don't mind their parents or who are prone to tantrums. And so the the whole uh, area of autism needs to be explained so that both the children and adults, there's a lot of adults who get diagnosed with autism after their kids get diagnosed, um, are understood and that we give them give them a break when they have a rough time. But then also what we, we need to be able to do is to help people understand what you can do to calm somebody who's on the autism spectrum because they are far more likely to be anxious and get worked up over things. So even something as simple as making someone aware through the church setting, mm -hmm. we know that many times, especially young men with autism, if they're wandering in the community and something happens that will upset them, mm -hmm. the police are called in. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing that, that they can do is grab them by the arm or try to handcuff right. them because they're going to flail and, and hit and now they're really in trouble. So just to be able to recognize that these people are in the community and that they should be treated with care. Right. And they are, right? They mm -hmm. already are. They yes. are here. So it's about empathy, awareness. And um, Pope France, I think, had a great quote, maybe a prayer recently about how we can all be less harsh, right? Each of us can all be gentler, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I think that applies to just every, everyone we encounter at church. We're all God's family. Absolutely. And Madonna, you've just been so many years, um, you know, doing this ministry and helping others. And as rewarding as can be, it's also challenging. So how do you put yourself or keep yourself motiv motivated and, and stay sustained in this ministry? Well, obviously through prayer. <laughs> um, but also just seeing my own children, that they have grown up and they're, they're thriving they all live independently and they're doing very well. And I can't promise every parent that their children will be as independent as my own because there are different levels of disability. But I have to be able to encourage them 
and to encourage them to not feel like they that God's punished them somehow with these children. They have to be able to see the gift, and every child brings a gift. Oh, that is a beautiful, I think, ending point. But I, so I think on that on that note, every child's a gift. So any final advice you'd give our listeners, whether they're a parish leader or not, just someone listening and is interested in this topic, what what final words of encouragement would you give them? Well, again, prayer is important, but then also develop a knowledge base. Find out when you see somebody with a child, maybe in church, who is having a little bit of difficulty, smile at the parent and and. Even saying something to the effect of, oh, yeah, I've got children, too. Doesn't that you Mother know? Teresa said everything just starts with a smile, right? I mean, just a smile. Yeah. And we can all do a smile. That's right. It costs nothing. right? <laughs> and There's it, no and training or workshop it, needed for a smile. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if they get all apologetic about their child's behavior, because I've yeah. seen parents do that, and I used to do it myself, um, and, and you just reassure them, I'm just happy that you yeah. were here and brought your child today to celebrate this that would, liturgy that with would us. warm the heart of any parent, I will tell you. Yeah, that's beautiful advice. Well, Madonna, thank you so much for your ministry, for the wisdom you've shared. Um, we're going to have links in the show notes, some helpful links. If you're interested in this topic or want to discuss further. And how about we close with a Hail Mary today, entrusting the care of all children to our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith into Action podcast of the Diocese of Joliet. If you like what you heard, please share it with others and make sure to subscribe. We plan to have monthly episodes where we continue to share how Catholics are putting their faith into action in the Diocese of Joliet, and you can too. God bless. God bless.